two wheels to freedom live show or if you're listening later than the podcast uh however you like to absorb this information we got a legend a legend of the sport of freestyle motocross Motor- motocross in general not many people know dude got second place in the east coast supercross 1990 i uh was a honda guy myself so i was always pulling for jonesy but he yeah. could never get that win. So close. Damn it, Stevenson. Last lap all the time. Uh, yeah. Then invented No Hand Lander, was in uh, Disturbing the Peace, SMP. Won uh, Winter X Games, best trick with the first kiss of death. <clears throat> um, so uh, we're very pumped to have Mad Mike Jones on. What up, Jonesy? Not much. Just. Uh hanging out just hanging out you all day you've been waiting for you to ask me a question no i've been uh, (laughs) how are you doing i really stumped you uh, with that one i'm actually doing awesome um (laughs) yeah i've been uh training kids and and uh just hanging out and doing some riding i actually quit racing though but i uh still like to ride and and have fun and uh my main thing right now is I was, I'm, I'm training kids with my son-in-law, Steve Roman, and and I'm really enjoying that. You still get after it on a track, don't you? Yeah, I did, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I I still can't control myself when I'm on the track, so that's the problem. But uh, no, I, I don't really have time to race anymore. I got, I think we have like 60 kids we train right now, and and uh, when I go to the races, I seem like I have about four or five kids on every starting gate. And and uh, plus my son-in-law, Steve Roman, he rides, races five classes, both the pro classes and the plus 25 and the plus 30 and the four stroke. And, and uh, so it's, it's, it keeps me busy. Nice. So we'll get into that. That's what you've been doing. Uh, well, one of the things you've been doing lately is Jones and Roman MX school. I need to make it to that indoor riding place. That thing looks that looks sweet, especially when it's super cold or super hot. Yep, Switchback really takes care of us up there, Scott and Stephanie. Um, they do a really good job with the track, and and uh, we go in there all winter long. When it's even you know ten below zero outside, we're doing classes, and uh, we have we have a bunch of kids that come to our classes as far away as Massachusetts and Vermont and and uh clear out from missouri too i think some of the kids drive 10 12 hours to come to our classes are you uh doing yoga and stuff like uh like rhino no i don't do yoga (laughs) i make the kids stretch out there before they ride (laughs) but no yoga i could see you two out there in a field in pennsylvania doing yoga eating avocados and (laughs) drinking drinking kombucha i was doing a garden though and and uh yeah she she's into it my wife does everything that's good you yeah. gotta you gotta limber up jonesy i know <laughs> i haven't done an interview i haven't been on tv in so long i didn't mean, <laughs> i didn't mean on the interview but that too i would have never thought clint esposito would make me nervous but i think you oh have. shit <laughs> i'm not used to being in i mean how many times i've been on jay leno twice in the same year and I don't know how many interviews I've done, but yeah, I, I guess I'm I'm a bit rusty. How that's what I was just gonna say. You're just rusty. I'm rusty. Close some tabs, bro. Like how many tabs you got open over there, Nick? 
Uh, all of them. I'm trying to follow all these <laughs> thinking pages. I'm still trying to log into my Twitch account. Oh, yeah. I haven't checked any messages or anything. That's um, why I got all these tabs open. All right. Let me do the uh, ads. We are brought to you by Canvas MX. Do you have a gear uh, deal, Jones? Yes. Fly okay. racing. All right. really take We're care not of talking about them still. right there. We're not talking about them right now. We're talking about Canvas MX. <laughs> Chuck Carruthers uh, is one of the partners in Canvas MX along with Michael Lieb. And you can actually get, you could get uh, Jones and Roman printed on your gear. Just saying you could have your own signature gear. Carruthers would, could design it for you. You can use my discount code. It's FMXE's 10. You can get 10% off, Mike. So just, I'll just let you know that in case you need it. CanvasMX.com. Also, I'll get you a, a, a Stroker Industries, the trigger for your gas can. Uh, that way you don't have to deal with that stupid little vent thing. And you can just turn it over. It's push button flow. We'll get Jones and uh, Roman school one of those. And also, yeah. Boyson, you got to know, you probably raced with Dog. Which Dog? Dog Boyson. Oh, geez. Dag. I call him Dag. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> yeah, Ivan, his dad. I knew him from way back in the day. Yeah, I did. Um, they're actually not far from me. Just probably about three hours east, not too far. Nice. Yeah, I went out there and did a, a tour of the of the um, whole factory there. I used to practice a bunch with Glenn, the younger brother, the youngest brother, and I ra I beat uh, I beat Dog at a um. Uh, hurricane hills for the series championship that year in 250 a <laughs> just because i showed up more yeah what, what year was that uh two 99 99 okay yeah. that was the year i quit racing and went freestyle full time yeah yeah i was still holding on to the dream and yeah dog was just killing me <laughs> yeah having fun yeah uh so yeah boysen.com uh like I said, go there, buy some stuff. Anyway. They make a good product for sure. I still use their all their stuff. I use their uh, clutch cover, their water pump cover, uh, ignition cover. I use everything, um, boys and still. Yeah, it's American made. Three hours from you. You could That's drive great. down there and pick it up. Pennsylvania made. PA <laughs> made. <laughs> they don't use uh, Amish to transport their goods, though. I asked. He said they've never done it. No. Well... If they did, it would definitely not be next. It wouldn't be next day air, that's for sure. Maybe, maybe, maybe ten day buggy. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. You're still that's shopping local. Yeah. Why don't they have uh, Amish uh, delivery service? They should do that. Yeah, dude, that's low. That's as green as you can get. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it would be cheap too. <laughs> um. Yeah, so let's talk about it. When did you start racing? Started racing in 1981. And funny story, I went to my first race, and there were 40 kids on the gate, and it was mini senior. And uh, I finished sixth. So I guess I was decent right from the start because I used to ride trails and, and everything. And I was loading up my bike, and the kid guy next to me said, where are you going? I said, I'm going home. He said, well, you got a second moto. I didn't even know it was two races. I did the exact same thing. No way. I never heard <laughs> that. But yeah, so I 
rode the second race and I got sixth at moto as well. And I got sixth overall. And uh, the guy says, yeah, you got to go get your trophy. I didn't know they had trophies. I knew nothing about motocross when I first went for my first race. And I just went from there. And then 1982. How old are you in 81? I I just turned 15. You can believe that I was a late starter. That's probably why I didn't get burnt out like most a lot of these kids do. Yeah. Um, but I went from C, B to A class all in the same year. I started out in C class 125. I went, I moved to the B class about halfway through and I moved to A class. Um, this in the is fall. your second year. Pardon me? This is your second year? Yep, 1982. Jesus. I went from C, B to A and my first A race, I got third behind Timmy and Davey Coombs. The Coombs brothers. Holy shit. And uh, I threw up after the race because I rode so hard. And I rode over my head and I just overdid it. I really I exerted myself so much. What did you do before this up. growing up? You had to have played some kind of sport or something. I played um, baseball, football, and basketball. From the time I was six years old, I played them all. My first year racing, I only raced three months and I had major knee surgery. I tore everything in my knee and I had to get it totally redone. So I didn't race the rest of the year and I quit everything. I quit, I quit all three of the sports and went on to, uh, yeah, I said, I want to be a pro motocrosser. And that's what I set my goal at. But goals, remember goals. (laughs) (laughs) My goal was to have mad Mike on. You remember how long ago I originally wrote you? I don't. I don't remember. Dude, I better I quit counting my concussions. So <laughs> that's uh that's my problem. My my memory's not very well. But other than that, I'm good. Oh, I think YouTube got scheduled or something, maybe. Yeah. Let me look. Concussions and uh foggy memory are the theme of this podcast most of the time. Yeah, that's... I'll fit right in then. Yeah, I usually have a notepad because I'm trying to write stuff down so I know what clips to pull in the morning. And my little guy swiped that. Well, I'll remember oh, something. Here. All right, YouTube's going now. Sweet. Oh, so we were early then. See, I'm I'm always early. By the way, so. <laughs> I'm always 15 minutes late. Yeah, I got some friends that are always late too. there we go we're up um so then you started to race like went right into arena cross or supercross or what well i was i went to loretta lens in 1983 and 1984, I got a Team Green ride. 84, 85, and 86, I rode for Kawasaki Team Green. I went to Loretta's, and I got third down at Loretta's. I finished second, the first two motos behind Tommy Watts. And uh, the third moto, I ended up crashing and uh, got back up. I think I finished fifth. I ended up getting third overall. And uh, after that, I turned pro, 19... 1987, or no, 86, I still, I rode my first pro race. I think it was, no, 84. I'm getting mixed up here. 1984, I rode my first pro supercross in Buffalo, New York. 
in the 250 class and George Quay from back then it was Team Tam. You remember them? Yep. All the box fans. And uh, he said, you just went through the whoops because they are sponsored by this suspension company. He said, you just went through the whoops faster than Jeff Ward. And I didn't, I didn't really know much about it then. I knew who Jeff Ward was. And uh, yeah, so I had a good time. I was, yeah, I, I did pretty good, I guess, when I first started. Um, I guess I wasn't intimidated by the other riders like a lot of other people were. Sounds like it. That was a pretty fast, uh, fast, like three years you were riding in the A class or supercrosses <laughs> or whatever. Well, 84, 85, 86, were, yeah, I did jump around a little bit, didn't I? I was doing arena crosses and racing Drew Wolf arena crosses and and uh, riding for Team Green and doing all the big races for Kawasaki, um, Kawasaki Race of Champions and doing the Reddas and and uh, I did ride, ride some pro races in there as well. That's, that was the 84 Supercross I talk, talked about. And I did ride a few nationals um, like Binghamton and, and Steel City and some of the local nationals. And I went to my first Supercross on down in 1987. Yeah, 1987, I went to Joe Robbie Stadium down in Miami on a Kajiva and I finished fourth. What's a Kajiva? A Kajiva is an Italian made motorcycle that uh, no one raced or no one rode. <laughs> and I drove 20 hours back and back then we didn't have cell phones and I got home and my home phone rang and it was Keith McCarty on the phone from factory Yamaha. And he says, Mike, we got your factory Yamaha ride. And I'm like, I couldn't believe it. And I got, bikes and parts and everything I needed. And, and, uh, that's when I got my first factory ride and, and full-time deal to race pro. Awesome. Yeah. So. That's crazy that it was only, I feel like I really did suck. It took me a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it took me like five, six years before I went a class. Fuck. Well, I rode a class in the woods around my house for a few years before I raced. Um, I mean, I didn't race. I actually didn't race, but that was a joke. But, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I was, I think I, yeah, I was, um, I wanted to make up for lost ground because I started out late. So I had to, I had to catch up real quick. A lot of people want to do that, but it doesn't work out that well. Yeah. Uh, so then the transition into freestyle, uh, how did that take place? Well, the racing career, I, I guess I'll catch, catch up on that. 87, 88, 89, um, I rode for Yamaha. 88, I got second on the East Coast behind Todd DeHoop, and I led the whole series. And I ended up getting taken out on the last race and finished second. What year is it? 1988. I led the whole series till the last round in New York, and uh, my teammate actually accidentally took me out, and I uh, got back up dead last, and ended up finishing I think fifth, lost the championship by a few points, and then 1989 I was World Supercross champion, uh, FIM, 
And 89, I got hurt that year, didn't do so well in Supercross. And in 1990, Denny Stevenson ruined it for me. <laughs> but uh, I got second on the East Coast. Denny pretty much was, uh, yeah, he was just a little bit faster than me that year. I could run with him for a little while, but Denny would always catch me and pass me on the last lap. And yeah. uh, I got second that year. And then 91 to 91 on, I started going to Europe and I started doing arena crosses and, and traveling a bunch to Europe and, and, uh, don't want to to make a living at it. So. See if we can find mad Mike on here, dude, I have this on tape too. Hold on. I forgot. I'm not sharing it with you guys yet. Sounds like music. Here we go. This is this guy, man, Mike. Well, we'll find it. Um, the one you were leading, or one of them, was Foxborough, wasn't it? Yeah, Foxborough. Dude, you had a good lead, and I'm like, dude. The last corner. Yeah, it was bummer. Yeah. Is this on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Oh, this is it. I didn't even... uh... Yeah, but then I uh, obviously rode a bunch of arena crosses and uh, raced a bunch in Europe and Australia and um, Canada, 1995. There's Jonesy number 51. I won the Toronto Supercross four years in a row. Um, I was an in, I did I did much better on the indoors. I don't know why. Do you I think feel, I couldn't do couldn't you, maybe last the thirty five minutes out there. <laughs> I don't know. Do you feel bad for taking the lead away from Barry Carson? I didn't know I did. Right here, that's Barry. Oh, right there. <laughs> here it is. You're just gonna mad dog him. You're like, get the fuck out of the way, Barry. That was really rude. <laughs> <laughs> Here he comes, Michael Jones. Yeah, Michael. that was on my factory Honda. Now, I I uh, was getting help from Honda that year and pitting with those guys and Dave Arnold and I had Mugen Forks and the bike worked real good. It was awesome. Pars competition motor. What year is this? 90. 90. I was... Uh... I was seven. <laughs> yeah, I was 10. I had just, the first time I had ever seen Supercross was 89 Dallas. And I saw Stanton and um, Stanton and Ward go at it. And I'm like, dude, this is awesome. And then 1990, I taped every single race on VHS. And it was just like, religious to me for like the next 10 years you know you still have them in a big box somewhere yeah i do yeah i do so you like so when i met you doing you're the first like major name i met doing freestyle and i had known who you were for at like since my very first years watching you know racing period was friggin mike jones yeah who mike jones <laughs> <laughs> um so then how'd you get into uh doing the the jump offs 
or well, doing freestyle. I went to Australia. Oh, geez, I've been I went to I've been to Australia eighty five times, but I know they're probably sixty times for racing for Phil Christensen for Spokes Promotions, and and he had expression sessions. They were called. And uh, Gordon Ward, the first heel clicker, he did it over in Australia for Phil Christensen. And we do jump contests in, in intermission. And uh, I would always like to jump and and uh, put on a show for the fans, show off, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, that's how it all began, I guess. I mean, I, I really enjoyed jumping and, and goofing around and, and – uh, I was practicing at home and started landing one hand and then I started landing with no hands. And, and, uh, that was probably pretty stupid back in the day, but now people do it all the time. But, and, uh, that's how I got my nickname, Mad Mike. I was over in Italy and I stood on my seat and grabbed the front brake and flipped over the handlebars and tried to land on my feet. I didn't land on my feet too well, but I landed on my butt and I uh, landed no hands. And the promoter says, you're mad, you're mad, you're mad, Mike. And, uh, that was 19, 95 i think and uh yeah i just uh was doing jump contest and, and then they started having contests over here you know for the real deal like uh doing the x games and the first ever free ride contest i think i won out in california before they got a payment once it's stuck Mad Mike stuck forever. You, dude, you got a Wikipedia page. I got a Wikipedia page. Yeah, you got to be one of the only. You have an IMBD. I was just looking stuff up. You, an IMBD and a Wikipedia. Probably, I don't know too many motocrossers that got that. I don't even know what it is. A Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> information. It's like, yeah, like uh, anybody. Can, it's it's um like if... um. The dictionary, if you could just go in and write stuff in, <laughs> I'd be like, So oh. I'm in the dictionary. Yeah, you're, you're on the like, internet dictionary. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, the internet dictionary. Holy heck. Wonder what like, it has like, in there. Like WikiLeaks. Some gaps. You know WikiLeaks? Yeah. It's like this wiki, whatever. I don't know what the fuck wiki means. They posted all your emails. And what, no. is it, what does it mean? What does wiki actually stand for, Nick? I don't look it up. I should know this, right? Yeah, millennial. He's a millennial. He should know. I'm not really a millennial. <laughs> I'm in between. I don't think so. Wiktionary. Wiki. Wikipedia. Wikipedia has a page on wiki. It means knowledge. Knowledge. Internet knowledge. Well, this is something people don't know. I've never got to be in algebra, geometry, math, trig, the highest math classes I could take in high school. I aced everything. So maybe that's why I'm on there. Why? Add it um, in there. Maybe that's why. You probably you should have done something. <laughs> wife in the background saying no. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's a joke. Oh, I was gonna uh, say I'm horrible at math. We would have rolled with it. What? What'd you say? I said we would have rolled with it. How many people are watching this right now? Can you see that? Yeah. There's eight on um, Facebook. Manny says, what's up? Jubala, where you'd ride. Manny. Yeah. I know. I got to call him. He sent me his number. said to call. Dude, that was the best riding spot in uh, Corona area or 
to Mackey area back in the day when I was doing freestyle in the Manny's yard. Yeah, that was the spot, yeah. wasn't it? It was. Yeah, I'll be back out there someday, Manny, to ride with you and Link and and Sethro and and Matto and all you crazy guys. There you go. I want to make a, a quarantine road trip. <laughs> yeah, this quarantine BS. <laughs> I'm not getting into this one. <laughs> yeah, this is what we do. <laughs> See, this is why the podcast is so long, so that we stop talking about just dirt bikes and then we venture off onto like if you think the water is fluorinated to keep us under submission. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you got to wear a mask. I have a breathing problem, so. <laughs> Do you have a note from your doctor that says that you can't wear it? I got a note from Governor Wolf, Wolf saying I'm essential. I can work. So I'm not collecting the 600 a, a week like everybody else. <laughs> um, Danny asks if they're redoing the jumps out at your house, Manny, for uh, the ones in Twitch and Scummy. I saw something too that people were that somebody was gonna do some kind of jump there or something. Am I seeing stuff uh, wrong? We got people texting on the side, Jonesy. Yeah, no problem. I I got that. All right, I'm sure. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Can you can talk to the people in there? Danny's our boy. He comes to all the stuff. Do you see the chat on the screen, Mike? No, I can't see it. Might be different. We don't want you to start iPad. touching stuff and then fuck it up, and then we'll be like, uh, "See, I can't see it. <laughs> I, can see, I can see me and Clint." Yeah, Manny says he's got something going on, so there's a good little teaser for you. Something yeah, is no, going on. He's building something out there. Yeah, I forget who it was. Damn it, Manny! Now I gotta go back through and look, try to figure out what the hell was going on. I saw somebody post. Maybe it's Raha. Probably Raha. Dude, how gnarly is Raha? Yeah, he's the man. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Yeah. How it used to be back in the day, you know? <laughs> There's not too many of them left. Full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> That's <to> it. <laughs> yeah, he's the only... Uh, yeah, he's so talented. He's like one of the few people that can be that gnarly and raw and just be like, still send it and be good, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Back in the day, it was all it was all motocrossers that did freestyle. Exactly. Then, That's we just watched Krusty with Dana and John and Seth. Uh, yeah. We had Manly on um, Metzger, and when we watched the credits, because I actually watched that day before we watched it together. Yeah, uh, going through the credits. All ninety percent of the credits were names you had seen uh, at nationals or uh, supercrosses or something like that, you know. Yeah, Glowers, Metzger, Deegan, myself, um, Adam Dante, uh, all those guys were were all motocrossers. That's what it was: motocrossers throwing throwing tricks. And then, then you got kids that started coming along that. We're doing tricks that couldn't even use the front brake. I'm like, he's not a motocross. Yeah, <laughs> no. Well, that's where it changed because, like me too, I raced and I had an A, you know, license. Yeah. 
I wouldn't, you know, if it had, if I had been a little bit younger, maybe, maybe I would have gotten into, into the freestyle first and not had the opportunity to ride first. I can tell you, I probably would have killed myself, but, uh, you know, so I'm glad that I raced first, but you know, it's just, if you're younger, uh, when now all of a sudden freestyle is a thing, there was no such thing as freestyle when we were young. You know, so if you wanted to ride, you had to race. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. Yeah. What uh, was your favorite contest? Uh, probably Winter X. Because um, you won. That's like whatever, like the guy that won is like the track was sick. And then everybody else is like that track. No, sucked. I, I yeah. like the ones too. They had the <laughs> the big cone in the middle and they had, it was all dirt. And uh, it was the four leaf ones back in the day when you had to jump, it was all dirt. And uh, gravity games is pretty cool too. Cause that one was all dirt. So those, those are probably one of my favorite ones. Um, I like the old dirt courses that <laughs> you, that you could actually pick lines and ride and be real creative. Now it's just, you know, a ramp and a landing. Yeah. And, and yeah, so you had to put some thought into it and some moto skills and, and uh, now it's just a ramp and a landing and now they have airbags and pot padded landings. And so I just, I don't even watch it anymore. You know, it's un that's what I say because it's dropped down, and I think it's because it's now unrelatable to the normal public. Yeah. You know, like now to watch and go, they're doing double flips, and you're like, uh, yeah, I'm probably not going to get into that. But when it started, you know, it was more of a feasible thing, and people could relate. Why do you think monster trucks still sell out? Because everybody drives <laughs> a car or a truck and can pretend they're running some shit over. Like, they can relate to it on some level that's it <laughs> yeah i learned my backflip at pastrana's on his little step up with the wood the, the plywood on it with about six inches of mulch yeah and i broke radiators and busted handlebars and tweaked my shoulder and and got a concussion and and robert travis dad's like you're the toughest old man i know and i was like getting up you know every time i was like that was before the foam pits so like i said now they have padded landings and it's just yeah it's just definitely not the same but i jumped yeah. that thing a couple times for people that have never that have seen that and they're like oh it's a step up dude it was not a comfortable step up it was gnarly <laughs> steep and like super short at the bottom and then yeah. it was super steep and you went literally the landing was like two feet further than, than yeah. the takeoff but it was so steep that you didn't travel out like at all and i'm like this is done not even fun to jump. I don't want to even try to flip it. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I was flipping. Every time I go in the area, I'd go, where am I at? And I'd, go, <laughs> I'd throw the bike. And then he said, you have to commit. You got to commit. I'm like, and I raced so many years that I just couldn't commit to saying, going off a jump and looking behind me, looking over my head and then keeping it there. And I finally, after like 25 times, I finally did it and landed it. But um, yeah, it was, wasn't fun. No. Uh, yeah. Well, how about the barrel roll? I heard you had the barrel roll in the pit. I did. 
I had to barrel roll and play over, barrel roll over and play dead, what it was. And uh, I even missed the Playboy Mansion party to stay at Travis's in practice. And Kibby, my mechanic at the time, drove in my fun mover all the way to California. And I flew out just so I could stay home for or stay at Travis and just a couple of days in practice. And I got out there and I thought I had her all dialed, but I put shoulder pads on. That was a mistake because I couldn't get the rotation with my head when I had the shoulder pads on. And I didn't think about that, but that's what it was. And I didn't get the rotation because my my helmet hit the shoulder pads and I didn't get the rotation. You didn't and look as hard as you yeah, should it was have. a big crash. Yeah. It was a big crash. And uh, yeah, that, that one hurt. So and that was my last... Uh, my last X Games, 2003. Yikes. Yeah, that was a rough one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Made me want to quit. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> That's what people, I do comedy now, and people are like, oh, aren't you afraid to get up in front of people? And I'm like, like my ego will be hurt. I'm like crashing your dick off in front of 13,000 people hurts your ego and your, you know, your body. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I can deal with just my ego bruised. That's like I was doing freestyle shows after I won the gold medal at Supercrosses in front of 50,000 people. And I didn't get no warm ups. They just bring the ramp out and I had to land on the downside of the, like the, the big tunnel jump or something like that. And I ever jumped the one time and landed flat and went over the handlebars. And and I'm like, yeah, everybody saw that, 60,000 yeah. people. And I just got back on the bike and came around and did it again. But so, yeah, it was, I don't know what you're talking about now. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, it's easy to recover from a bruised ego. Yeah, it is. When you've dealt with whatever, breaking your femur or something like that. Um, I just broke my femoral head. That's what the top <laughs> of your femur. <thing. laughs> yeah. I watched you at a show at uh, in Chicago, and they had hay bales up on the wall, and you'd do a no-hander lander every time, and you had never had time to hit the brakes, and you'd hit that wall, and you got up there, and you're like, I'm going to do it every time. I don't care if I can't stop. Yeah. Every time it was awesome. I had to put on the show. I did crash a lot. I, I know that. I definitely crashed a lot. A lot of concussions. We had somebody um ask about the helmet bag trick. Yeah, what they ask. They were just like, You gotta <laughs> ask him about it. And I know uh, it's like riding with a dark ass pair of sunglasses, so Super well cool. it's you can't <laughs> see, you can just see that there's something in front of you. You couldn't see the transition of the ramp. You could see like, you couldn't see, put it that way. And I don't know why I did that either. It was another thing. It was just something that was Mad Mike style and crazy. And I just did it a few times until I crashed over in France and broke my hand doing it in Paris. And uh, that was the last time I did that one. So I don't think I only did it like three or four times, probably four or five maybe. But, uh, well, we see and there was no holes cut in it or anything, no cheating. So, but uh, grab one and put one on sometime if someone wants to jump with it. <laughs> one over the top of your head and hit the ramp. It's it's in a 
It was an awry helmet bag. I'm trying to find a video of it. Um, yeah, I'll have to search through on uh how about you, find that there. half helmet that he had. Oh the That's half helmet, service. yeah. That was a Drew Wolf deal. <laughs> I was just on my uh I got it for half price it was on. Huh? I have that yeah. shit on VHS as well, because it was the arena cross in that same time period and I recorded all yeah. those too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, one of my first riders that I gave um well I helped out when I broke after I broke my neck. I was supposed to race a four stroke at the US Open and I got on Trevor Vines' bike at my house and I had a ninety foot dirt double. And I hit it and the bike stalled in the air and it came down the front end dropped when the bike stalled and I landed right on my head and broke my neck. And, uh, I didn't think I was ever going to race again. And Greg Albertine was one of my best friends. He used to stay at the house when he came to my house or came to steel city. And he asked if I would train him. And, uh, that's when I, when I started training kids a lot more back, you know, back in the day was, and I trained, went out to California for for a month and tra- trained Greg Albertine, and he won the championship that year. So I did some training with him. And, and uh, you were Albertine's, what's that? You were Albie's trainer that year. I was Albie's trainer of the year. He won the, the uh, 2000 250 AMA championship. Did you um, train him like uh, Rocky, like in uh, carrying logs in the snow and stuff? Or what did you do? Oh, with it was just, it was all on the bike. It was, it was more mental training, um, a little bit on the bike and starts and cause he couldn't get off the gate and I was the start king, you know, I was the, I used to get whole shots on McGrath and Bale and Stanton and Ward and, and the best of them, I get pull the whole shot. They Not asked Dubach. Mike Craig, Not so what's Dubach. your start? What's that? Not Dubak. Yeah, I'd be Dubak. <laughs> Not every time, but they asked Mike Craig, I said, so what's your, uh, what do you do when you get on the start? He says, he said a few things. He said, I just make sure I'm on the inside of Mike Jones. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to be on the outside. I'd take sometimes if I was fifth gate on the inside, it'd be 15 guys on the ground in the first turn. Dude, I raced in like 99 or 2000. I raced uh, some arena crosses like uh, Baltimore. And, yeah. um, yeah, you guys were fucking going fast. I wasn't going that fast. I think my, I think Mike come around me with some elbow grease. You know who else for a little guy had some elbow grease? Uh, one ten on a Yamaha. Uh, Offmaster. Exactly. He yeah. smoked me in a fucking <laughs> like one turn. I think I don't know if I was. It was like first lap or something, and he just smoked me so hard. I was like, holy smokes. He's a little guy, yeah, too. <laughs> he's a really nice kid, too. Real nice. Well, I wasn't impressed with his manners. <laughs> <laughs> What's his first name? Tommy. Tommy, yeah. Tommy, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. the um, arena cross game, which you happen to be good at. I'm good at no games on all the arena cross. Yeah, game. Things. The arena cross game, not like video game. Oh, okay. The the arena cross game of basically being aggressive and getting oh. moving your way through. 
I was a high point scorer in that game for sure. <laughs> um, matter of fact, the well, yeah, I asked Buddy Anthony as he's they accused me of doing steroids and everything because like, <laughs> I was like, I'm just a farm boy, man. And and uh, the one I forget where it was, I think Denver, Colorado, and I won both main events on Friday night by like literally half a lap, probably 15 seconds, which is 30 second lap time. Of course, it was a small check. But anyway, I come in the next day and the whoops were cut down to like half size. I said to Mike, kid, I said, what's going on? He goes, not everybody's Mike Jones. Because I go through the whoops faster than everybody because I just bulldog them and just get on the back wheel and, and blitz through them. Yeah, they, and no one else could do it. Basically, they bitched so much that they were like, okay, we'll even it out for you guys. Well, I was racing in Europe. Like I'd come to maybe three or four. Well, I'm out of the twelve rounds. I'd be at maybe five or six because I was racing in Europe, and and uh, I would go there and spoil their weekends. I'd get a couple first, the second, and third, and I win the dash for cash, and I win the jump off. And, and I, I don't think they liked it very much, but I got along with all of them. But yeah, I was the spoiler, I guess. Uh, Damn Americans. Yeah. Um. So you rent one Toronto, you said, and the you win some overseas stuff like Germany or anything like that. I was four-time German Supercross champion before yeah. what? Uh, what's his name? Um, Jason Thomas. Jason Thomas. I don't know what year he won it. I know I was the king of Dortmund in oh boy ninety or no. Wow, now I'm guessing. <laughs> 91 or two, I think it was. The year before me, I think, was Mike Craig. The year after me might have been uh, Kovalainen. And, yeah, there there were some fast guys over there, like Glover, Kehoe. Um, they were all going over there at the time, and I was still doing pretty good in winning races, but. McGrath, I think I beat a few times over in Spain. Um, yeah, ran across I did good at. That's why I raced a lot in uh, in Europe. Um, Which is interesting because you're a bigger guy, and like I followed you off a ramp, and I know not to listen to your bike. <laughs> no, yeah, because I hit it hard. Hard. <laughs> I know, dude. We were in. Oh, no. We were in Florida for that uh, Daytona show. Yeah. And um, like when they had the bus in the landing, I think. And you're yeah. like, bah, 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 I was hitting bah, the tap. Dude. Bah, 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 bah. And I'm like, oh, shit. I got to hit this thing hard. Dude. I was hitting a wide open bus. <laughs> I, I literally, I was on a Honda. I didn't touch. I was probably 20 feet past any bit of landing. I was so far in the flat. And I was Luckily, like, it was a football field. It was grass. Dude, yeah. There was no hitting a wall or anything, so that was good. But I was like, holy shit. Oh, okay. Don't listen to Jonesy. Noted. Yeah. Were those cowies slow as balls, or what was the deal? No, I had it geared. I think I had a 54 rear two sprocket on it. That would have been good to so, know. Yeah, because the indoor <laughs> tracks. <laughs> I, I 
I geared it so that I hit the thing wide open and psyched Holy everybody shit. out. Okay. Well, that would have been uh, good knowledge to have prior to jump listening to you and jumping that. Oh, I didn't do that on purpose, but <laughs> I had to I had to gear down though a bunch for the indoors so I could have better bottom coming out of the turns. Usually we didn't have run ups like that. You know that. No, we didn't have yeah. run ups of like anything. We had like thirty feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and I was always, I was like 200 pounds. I weighed everybody by 60 pounds. What Tommy weighed like 140. Yeah. Those guys, most of them guys were little. Well, how about, um, like Miller used to trip me out cause he would go, he'd be like, bop, 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 Yeah. And I'm like, he's never, he's not gonna, I thought he wouldn't even run by it. He'd literally come across the floor and turn and go that slow. I was like, he's not going to hit it. And he jumped it, and I was like, what the fuck? Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, but he was 100 pounds. Exactly. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. He waited so long. It was crazy. I was like, I'm fucking – I'd have to roll through the corner good and then just all the way to the stop as soon as I got straight, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I was the same way. I, I I'd come out of the corner. I was looking for a berm. I would not come out of the corner. So, but I, I – I found like the harder I tried to run the berm, the worse I was because I'd like I'd run out of motor before I was through the ramp, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing these days? Uh, Well, what am I doing to actually pay? No. Oh, OK. No. Well, I'm 40 now. I gave her up. When did you give it up? 2016. <laughs> Fuck, same year I did. Four years ago. <laughs> I was I was fifty. I was fifty when I gave it up. Well, I wasn't a prodigy like Mike Jones. So yeah. that's why. But I yeah, I was just doing a few I thought you're still doing shows though. I didn't know. No, not anymore. I, I do I comedy. Don't watch it anymore. I don't I don't pay attention to it. I do comedy and uh podcasts and stuff. So this is how I'm kind of still in it. So like we yeah. went to X Games last summer, Nick and I, and interviewed people and stuff. So that's uh, cool. Yeah. So um, we've been doing this for a while, and I like to get we like to bullshit with people, but it's good to have you know uh, everybody. Like I said, we got a good response. Like how many? Normally, there's not that much response on inter Instagram when we post one of these shows, but Mad Mike got a ton of likes, and people are like, "Yo, Mike's the man." <laughs> yeah I, I forgot all about it i didn't even put it on my instagram or my facebook and i got like five thousand friends on each one or something or followers or Real cool. and then i didn't get to advertise or anything i didn't get home popular post of the week was the mad mike post the whole week oh, boy. and normally nick wins with like some kind <laughs> of uh indian guy like uh in his bare feet fucking crashing his moped or something <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, sucks we'll post people with like skill and then i'll post somebody just fucking crashing into a wall and that'll go through the roof on likes yeah how about the kid that he's a millionaire because what's he do he uh opens what was that honey he opens toys oh yeah, oh, yeah. Toys. huh what's he do he rates toys for kids oh he rates toys for kids or something that's like that weird. Yeah, and does it on uh, YouTube and has millions of followers. Yeah, and kids, he's like, so, 
like six, seven year old kid. Yeah, kids Keep are really into pages. Kids are really into watching other kids do things nowadays, like video games, yeah. open toys. Yeah, my buddy, his uh, little boy watches other people open presents. <laughs> he enjoys it. That's so sad. That's cheaper. <clears throat> no, for Christmas, huh? for Christmas, I'd be like, here you go. Here's a new video of people opening toys, <laughs> opening presents. You're welcome. That's awesome. I'm going to give people virtual gifts like that for Christmas. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send people just, it's going to be videos of, listen. He's has everything. That's the thing. It's the, <clears throat> thought, it's the thought that counts, right? Yep. I think he wants to see the surprise on her face. See if he wants that gift or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, we'll just do it via chat like this. Then I can watch their face. Yeah. Are you going to chat with all your friends like this now? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Are you going to check out your Wikipedia page after this? Uh, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's almost bedtime for you, isn't it? Yeah, actually, what time is it? Eight thirty. No, I can I can hang out for a little. He's old. He goes to bed early. <laughs> yeah, I get up at four o'clock. Why do you do that? Well, you know, I got an old job. Oh, is <laughs> <laughs> I thought you like to get up and just have coffee or something. Yeah, I do. I have one cup of coffee, and then I hit the road at five. And then I get home about two or three. And then I start training kids. I do private training during the week, too, in the evenings. I have about 10 kids I train on a regular basis privately. And then uh, um, my son-in-law myself, Steve Roman, do classes, usually once a week or every other week, depending on what. But right now we're not doing classes because of the because of the uh, – they call that COVID stuff. And uh, yeah, working on bikes. I rebuild bikes, put new cranks in them, fix gearboxes. And so we do that too. Yeah. So I'm always busy. I'm always doing something. I can't sit still. Uh, you, 80, I guess. you mentioned somebody before, Kibby. That's when yes. uh, we were, um, when I was, like, when we were around each other is when you had Kibby. He was awesome. Yep, Christian Kibby. He, he helped everybody. I'm the only guy that had a big fun mover with bikes in it and parts and the tools and mechanic and anybody that needed work done on their bikes, Kibby would do it. He was awesome. Everybody loved Kibby. He worked on Tilton's Bike and Clowers and... And uh, everybody's, everybody's bikes, um, Miller's, a jailer. I needed something one time. I don't remember where we were, if I had like a bald ass tire or something. And I came back and it was just on already. He was like, yeah. he was like, throw that on your bike or something. And I'm like, what? That was sick. Thank you. That's him. Yeah. He was awesome. He was. Yep. I still talk to him. Still hang out. With oh, him. yeah. Does he yeah. live here or did he? Where's he was from 
He's from Australia. He still lives here. Yeah, he's still here somewhere. Does he do <laughs> mechanic work for anybody? Or uh, I'm not sure what he's doing right now. I haven't talked to him in a while. I know he was with uh, um, Geico, but I'm not sure what he's doing right now. So because of the COVID stuff, I don't know what's well, going yeah. on. Nobody's. I called him stuff. Yeah, that's fine. I heard that you don't get uh they like shadow ban you or whatever if you mentioned it anyway. <laughs> they probably do. I won't say anything bad about it. I don't want to get the Democrats mad at me. About the, co- <laughs> the COVID bullshit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I kind of know the answer here. Maybe not. Maybe some of the old stuff. But uh, Danny in the chat says, uh, the FMX events you went to, did they send you a course layout or did you see it when you first got there? Uh, what were you thinking? I guess there's a couple questions in here. Okay, let's do that one first. Did you get layouts sometimes? X Games? Did they send you course layouts? No. Those bastards. No. We didn't get course layouts. That was... Um, that was the whole, yeah, that was pretty much half the fun was, uh, or was, uh, just going out and being able to walk the course and figure out where you want to jump, where you want to go. And, and, uh, it was, it was all pretty much, they trying to make it fair. Some people probably got the course layout, but I didn't. So, but yeah, um, yeah, no course layout. Um, That's it. What it says? What did you think when your FMX career started taking off? Um, cool, I don't have to train. What's that? Cool, I don't have to train. Is that what you thought? That's what I first thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't much training. I I did ride more as far as hitting the ramps and practicing, but I definitely uh laid off the cardio didn't have to do any cardio but uh um i was still somewhat in shape back when i did freestyle but at the beginning but then and uh i quit racing and i did freestyle full-time because you didn't have time to do both it became pretty much my full-time career and and uh i was making five times the money doing freestyle making way better living doing freestyle back in the day and and uh so it was a good time i enjoyed it i mean the entries are were a lot bigger the crashes were a lot harder (laughs) and uh, the hospital stays were a lot longer but uh other than that yeah it was it was an experience if i had it all to do over again i would i would uh i would change a few things yeah, I think that's everybody. I would imagine. How many people did everything? Uh, when they look back, they go, "Oh, I just kicked ass the whole time." <laughs> yeah. Nailed uh, it. Yeah, but Red Bull took care of me too, and and uh, they were a great sponsor to have. They flew me on a private jet down to Mexico for events and. And uh, they were really, they were a great sponsor. Um, 
yeah, it's it was definitely a fun time. Were sure. you the first uh, Red Bull athlete? I think I was first Red Bull athlete in the U.S. I um, I knew Red Bull before it even came to the U.S. from being over in Germany. Dubach rode for the team over there in Germany. And, uh, yeah, it was um, it was the first energy drink. And there's the helmet bag. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> the logo is right in front of your yeah. eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you yeah. Said and I jumped the, the New Brooklyn Bridge in New York, New York. That was pretty wild. Um, yeah, there, there's the helmet bag trick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You should have over jumped it just to be like the gap's not big enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wide open. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't go any further. That was a nice that was a four leaf course, huh? I think that was four leaf. Four leaf event looked like. Yeah. But uh I think so. Yeah, the Brooklyn Bridge jump was crazy because it was ramp to ramp and they had a vert ramp in between. And when I hit the jump the first time, it was a little bit downhill because you're on the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh-huh. And uh, when I jumped it, I thought I was the, the deck was the landing deck of the of the landing. And here it was the vert ramp. So I thought I was over jumping the whole thing. And it was on pavement in front of the New York, New York and Vegas on the strip. So that was that was definitely scary. But I ended up pulling it off. And uh, Buster Douglas was there for that event. It was the grand opening for the ESPN zone. Uh, nice. Those are some cool clips. Woo. Those old school cliffhanger, throw yeah. the bike. <laughs> I love the cliffhangers where it's like there's a toe holding it on or something. Yeah, I've missed before. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed before. Definitely. I remember after that contest where you hit the wall, you were throwing your no-hander landers like right off the lip. As soon as you left, you do it. And then we were out of the track and I'm like, Hey, to my buddy, I'm like, film this. I'm going to just, it's just a little table. And I instantly threw it in the hope that it was a four stroke. So it just instantly fucking nosedived. I, in my brain, I was imagining I was going to grease it. And I just, uh, fucking yeah. I wonder how many people got hurt going, trying to do stuff. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Several. Yeah. Yeah. But it was fun. Yeah. That's yeah, I'm still lucky to have uh, some of the sponsors I do, though, that I still get um, a bike every year, even though I'm not racing uh, that much anymore. Still get a bike from Hillview. Um, it's my local dealer. They take care of me. And uh, PR2 still does my suspension. And uh, Dunlop still gives me tires. And Weisco still takes care of me. And uh, so I'm going to... Um, Foremost Auto Body. I'm plugging my sponsors oh, right now if I can. Yeah, and what's that? I say, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, KMS Heating and Cooling, Scott Goggles, and uh, Fast Track uh, Moto Company, UFO Plastics, Dave at UFO, really takes care of me still, and Foundation Station, Simi, and uh, 
um, my engine sponsor, Department of Power, dope, D O P E, <laughs> Department of Power Engineering, dope. There you go, and, uh, Mike. Bruno, my boy Bruno, the well, best you, engine builder around. Um, you took like a hundred and fifty foot run in. Where at? Are you not? Oh, did you see the vert ramp though, right there? That's yeah. what I'm saying. I thought I, I did over jump it. Oh, when you were in the air, you thought you were like, oh shit. That, the... that deck was the. So that's landing. the first time you jumped it. Yeah. You decide to go indie. <laughs> Still did indie. Yeah, I just set it up and I had to hit it. They asked Kerry to do it, and he he wasn't down. He lived in Vegas, but he wasn't doing it. <laughs> like I don't think so. See how the look at the vert ramp. Yeah. That's sketchy. Yeah, you couldn't see the landing at all. It was the probably the sketchiest jump I ever done for sure. They had a jump like that. I mean, not like that, but at um, Dutor where they had the takeoff and then like the dirt takeoff or landing from another jump was in between. So when you were looking at it, you were like, I wanted to go slow, but I'm like, I know this is fucking 75 feet. So you had to gas it, but it was weird because I wanted to jump to the, you know, the pile of dirt right in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I did it. I probably wouldn't have done it, to be honest. You should have. That's why you got hired to do stuff like that. Yeah. Well, it paid good. Yeah. Well done. He'll do it and he'll trick it. Yeah. Yeah. No practice. But... Yeah. It was a big crowd. They even shut down the strip for that jump. See, no cars on the strip. That's the strip right there. That's awesome. Opening of the ESPN zone, you said? Yeah, it was the grand opening of the ESPN zone. So you said you did it also in New York? No. Uh, it was in front of New York, New York, and Vegas on the strip. It. Yeah, in front of the casino. Yeah. Why are they showing his... I know, I had to cut that. Show us your tattoo, Carrie. How did we get here in this interview? <laughs> Well, they wanted him to do it because he lived in Vegas and I don't know why he didn't do it because he wasn't mad enough <laughs> needed more coverage he got yeah. more coverage sitting there talking than you did jumping it yeah maybe that's why he did it <laughs> uh, I didn't um, do it yeah, yeah I need to make it out uh, at least where where do you do the riding lessons during the summer still add um switchback still do it it's switchback um and i do training in my backyard um you know the old steel city motocross tracks in my backyard but i have my own turn track just on my property here and uh it's all topsoil and nice ruts and, and i still have three ramps and a huge landing with a 10-foot safety deck that I'm not allowed to jump. My wife don't allow me. <laughs> Since I got my new hip. Yeah, so. And I haven't hit it. I'm being a good boy. Yeah. I haven't jumped so, a ramp since 16. What's that? I haven't jumped a ramp since 2016. Yep. I haven't jumped a ramp since 2016. Yep. Since my accident. Since I got my new hip put in. When did you get hurt? 
I got hurt in October 2016. Yeah, I got yeah. hurt in March. It was October 2016, right? Yeah. Yeah, October 2016. And uh broke my femur and separated my pelvis an inch and a half and the life flighted and and I didn't remember anything for like a week. And it was definitely my worst accident. And they, they put screws and plates in my femur. And I was in a wheelchair for a couple months. And then they I was in going crutches for another for another month and they took the screws out and my and the femur fell apart. It, it didn't heal. There was no blood flow. So then they, they put put the new hip in, cut me all up, put a new hip in and I walked out of the hospital the next day. So then I had to take a whole year off. That was the hardest. <laughs> no one year without a dirt bike. So twelve months without a dirt bike and uh so that's when I started training kids full time again and really getting into the training. I love training kids and, and, uh, yeah, that's, then that's, that's when I started going on the races again too, but then I gave up the racing because I'm too busy with the, with the motocross training stuff. Fred Craig is on uh, Facebook. He was asking what's your favorite race bike and what was your favorite freestyle bike? My favorite race bike is by far my RMZ 450. I've ridden all the bikes, and I am being honest about this. I've rode the Yamaha, the Kawasaki, the Honda, and uh, I think there's no better bike than the Suzuki. Maybe it's because it has the suspension done. PR2 did it for me. And I had uh, Department of Power do my motor. It was real smooth. But I do like the RMZ 450 for racing. And my best freestyle bike probably was my KX250. Um, but I did jump my four-stroke for a while, my, my 450, and I liked it. But I I had to gear it really. I put a smaller front two sprocket on, and I put a 54 on the rear. So I was like, I think, seven teeth bigger or seven teeth I geared it down so that I could still hit the the uh, ramp in second gear like pretty much on it so because some kids would hit the ramp in first gear on a 450 yeah the um, one I got from McCarty was same thing it was like four uh, or five teeth up in the back so second gear was almost like 75 like you would know you were going to go long because you'd be working for it yeah that's pretty much why I had mine geared. I had a smaller front sprocket and a 54 on the back. So that was basically like, uh, I think it came stock with a 50. So I was like seven and a half teeth geared down. Jeez. And you could still over jump at the second gear, but I mean, you could still land at the bottom, but it was, it was right on the pipe to where it was a lot easier to judge put it that way. <laughs> If you had stock gearing, you could hit the ramp in first gear on a 450. Seth Elliott used to hit the – you remember Seth Elliott, you know. Yeah. He used to hit the ramp in first gear on his uh, 450 Honda. Dude, Potter told me that he would ride his course in every gear. He said he jumped the ramp in like fifth or something, and he was like, dude, it's scary. He said he had to clutch it because it was bogging so hard. 
I'm like, was that, was that like someone dared him to do that or what? I would he said that. so that way if he missed a shift or something, then he could still jump it. And I'm like, dude, you're a better man than I am because I'm not yeah, doing this so shit. I never heard of something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the wrong gear. I just I just bail out on the ramp. <laughs> yeah, he said he learned to flip in first, second, third, fourth. I never heard that one. Yeah, that's crazy. It's gnarly. Sure. Yeah. Um. Well, all right, dude. We did a little over an hour. Unless you got any good stuff you want to tell us. You want to talk about fluoride? About <laughs> what? Fluoride. Oh, Florida. Fluoride. Yeah, it's not, it's not nice Florida. and sunny down there. Not Florida. Fluoride. Um. Where? Fluoride um, in the water. Forget it. So we're just talking conspiracy con- theories. Conspiracy. We always end up yeah. talking about bullshit. Yeah. Oh, I thought he said Florida. I'm like, no, I don't <laughs> want to talk about Florida. Florida's <laughs> the whole other story. What's your yeah, favorite it, conspiracy theory? What's my what? You're breaking up. Favorite conspiracy theory. Um, COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Open the same thing. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Just say something about the Clintons, and then the stream will get cut. <laughs> and end it for us. End it. They'll end it for us. Yeah. <laughs> Old Slick Willie <laughs> and Hillary. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't do politics, man. I think it's all a bunch of BS. So, but I like Trump. Uh oh. Great to say that. <laughs> That'll fire it up. I think he's awesome. No, we we got a dirt bike crowd on this. No, everybody's fine with that statement. If I said yeah. that on a on a if we said that on a comedy feed, then I'd have to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I live in Pennsylvania where we got coal miners and hardworking people, steel mills, and Trump's trying to bring it all back. And, you know, he's, he's trying to help, help the, the middle class and the blue collar. And, and, uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about politics. So. There you go. You got into it. We don't want to do it. Nope. I'm uh, not doing it. Gotcha. gotcha. I like Trump. I do. I think he's awesome. <laughs> he's the first guy I know that's not in it for the money. He's in it to help us make money and, and live our lives and, and take care of ourselves and feed our families. So, Trump's awesome. That's it. There you go. There you go. That's Politics it. for Mad Mike. We couldn't get him off the topic <laughs> of politics. <laughs> he, he just kept trying to bring it back there. I'm number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. His wife run for his wife's going to run for president next. Gosh, after she's... he's done for the next four years. She's definitely. How do people? How are people like? She's not the hottest uh, first lady. Ever. That's when you know they're just hating. Yeah. You, yeah. I'm like, okay. They're like, no, Michelle's <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Michael. Mm. Michael. Yeah, Michael Obama. Uh-oh. Michael Uh-oh. Obama. See, he ain't afraid to say it. <laughs> Michael Obama. Everybody knows. Yeah. Exactly. All uh, right, dude. I, I couldn't believe when I seen that. <laughs> <laughs>
the swinger. All right, dude. We're still on. Thanks. Yeah, Yeah, we're still on. I'm going to end the stream here. Thanks for uh, coming on, dude. Uh, It's been a good time chatting with you. We'll have you back on. Maybe um, I want to, once all this stuff clears up, I want to make it out to PA to ride with the Boysons and maybe you. And uh, we're going to try and set up a ride day actually at Trevor's place. How far is that from you? Vines is. About two hours, dude. Trevor's awesome. Um, his place is really nice, and and uh, we could ride out there. I I did a thing with Veterans MX too. I think we'll be doing something this winter. I'll be doing something every year with them. Uh, I did something last year with those guys, and uh, well, maybe let's maybe come and, out for that. Yeah. When do you do it in the winter or the summer? Uh, this past year, I did it in February. I think it was like fifteen. Uh, uh mx veterans that i went up and rode with and did a little class you know just to just to help them out and and uh yeah it was fun we're gonna do it every year i think something like that every year maybe i don't know if we're gonna do it probably do it this winter probably do it at switchback and uh yeah you have to come to switchback and ride the indoor track it's a real nice track he changes it all the time and and uh We'll be doing classes, and you can even come ride my class no charge. Oh, are you going to teach me some stuff? Yeah, teach you how to throw some elbows. <laughs> the outside elbow up in the corner. Do you know Mark Pillion? Yeah. I learned I to it. throw some elbows from Mark. Uh, what was his number? Number 800. 857. Uh, or 875. That's what 857, that's right. 857. Road Hondas. Yep. Yep, Road Hondas. He was he was little. He rode Supercross and stuff. Yeah, he he was cool. I like Mark. Um, he uh, yeah, he was like Mad Mike. He was like he was so mellow when he raced. Obviously yeah, not on the track. But. That's the thing is, I'm even my wife doesn't like the the name Mad Mike. She hates it because Mad Mike. But it's it was my crazy riding style that made me Mad Mike. Not, yeah, it's not. You're not angry, Mike. It's mad uh, like loco, Mike. Yeah, Adam <laughs> Jones used to call me Happy Mark. <laughs> well, he's angry at him. He's angry at him. He's angry at him. So what the fuck's he talking about? Yeah, that's it. we used to call him that too. When he'd have a few drinks. But yeah. Which you, that's another one. You pretty much found him. Uh like at a local track or something or no i i was i gave him riding lessons back when he was on 80s and i think that too that was about 95 96 and he was on mini bikes and then i gave him riding lessons and i was training him and then he started winning races and then his dad used to paint well his dad has uh northgate auto body and he painted cars and and he paint uh He'd fix our vehicles anytime they needed done. And he asked me, he said, Mike, will you train Adam in freestyle? And I said, no. And he <laughs> said, well, I don't want to teach anybody how to do tricks. So I've said, I've been hurt too many times. And and he showed me a picture of him doing a heel click. And I said, okay, I'll do it. And uh, he went to California with me to Manny's. And uh, I taught him like five or six tricks i think the first week and like five or six the second week and i think he started qualifying right on the first round at the ifma's and and it went from there and i gave him a bike and all the gear and kibby was his mechanic and and uh 
that was that was the beginning of Adam Jones. You're a fucking humanitarian, and you guys are not related. No, we're not related. We're the Joneses, but we're not related. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're not related. Cool. Um, yeah, I just Isn't remembered it? once you said that. I remembered uh, what the first time I did see him. He was on a cowie, and he yeah. looked like Mike Jones too. Hey, what? Look like Mike Jones too. Yeah, he was. He was Mike <laughs> Jones the second. Yeah, it was. We had the. It was my bike. The same. Yeah, it was. One, it was not one of my spare bikes. No, but uh, back in the day, nineteen ninety nine or something, two thousand. Nice. Like, that was twenty years ago. Yeah, I know. Is <laughs> yeah. that crazy? Yeah. Well, had a good time, boys. Yeah, and, uh, All right, I I'm gonna sign it. off. Thank you guys. Fun. Thank you guys for watching. There's only one person in the Zoom deal, so you, he'll be in there with us. If anybody, you guys, if you watch this, if you sign up on the Zoom stuff, uh, Nick and I, a lot of times, especially if it's early, sit in there and bullshit about the show or whatever. Um, and also, if you really wanted to ask questions, I could unmute you. Danny obviously didn't want to ask him himself, but. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And um, if you're on one of these platforms and you're not following already, fo like, what are you doing? Follow, share with your <laughs> friends. Drink. Yeah, follow me on uh, Jones and Roman MX School and and the real Mad Mike Jones on Instagram. Was there and, a fake Mad Mike Jones on there? No, there was there was there was a bunch of wannabes, so I had to be the real. <laughs> All right, well, I was just. Checking. I went to get on. I went to get on there. There was like. 15 mad mike jones <laughs> you're allowed uh, to do that then but if like you're like who was js7 on fucking line was somebody else did somebody else have that and he had to be the real oh, JS7? we're always swiping up names for they get that's probably true. that's true probably all right yeah. we're signing off here thank you guys sounds good